Money won't fix your ultimate problem. And here's why. You know, in America, we actually live in a wealthy country. I know a lot of times as we look around, we feel like we are hurting financially and we are hurting financially. But in the grand scheme of things, we're a country that has a lot of wealth. And a lot of us, even if we feel like we're not wealthy people, have a lot more wealth than the average person in the world. And because of that, we can get into a sense that growing a savings account or growing a retirement account or, or accumulating a lot of nice fancy toys and things, that that can be the solution to the problems, to the anxiety, the worry, the depression, and all that kind of stuff that we're having in our lives. That We almost get to the thought that, you know, if I can just make another buck, then my future can be secure. Well, as good as we need money for our basic living, money is a terrible safety net and a terrible savior. And Psalm 49 tells us why. Ultimately, as much as we need money for daily living, it can't fix the ultimate problems we have in life, the problems that affects our souls and eternity. And so the psalmist first tells us that... Um, because even though we might accumulate wealth, the wealth we have will only last us for a few decades. And it has no impact on the eternity that lasts after that. He says in verse 5, Why should I fear in the days of adversity when the iniquity of my foes surround me, even those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of the riches? No man can by any means redeem his brother or give to God a ransom for him, for the redemption of his soul is costly, and he should cease trying forever, that he should live on eternally, that he should go under code decay. In other words, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can never accumulate enough work. You can never accumulate enough money to earn your way into heaven. Becoming and going to heaven and having eternal life with God and receiving God's favor is solely through your faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that our salvation is not based on our finances, but on our faith. And that's good news because this passage says that you can never earn enough money to pay your ticket into heaven. That the cost of heaven is so great that the only thing that could pay for that ticket into heaven is the blood of the Son of God himself. That's why you've got to ask God and place your faith in Jesus to do it. So the first reason that money is not a savior is even though you might have money for a few decades, money has zero impact on your eternity. Secondly, he says that the enjoyment of wealth ends and then we you spend all your accumulation, uh, you get the enjoyment of wealth ends at death, sorry, and then everything that you've accumulated doesn't affect you anymore. It just goes on to somebody else. It says in verse 10, For the rich man sees that even wise men die, and the stupid and senseless alike perish, and they leave their wealth to others. Their grave is their house forever, their dwelling places to all generation, even though they called their land after their own names. The man in his pomp will not endure. He's like a beast that will perish. You know, you could spend all your time accumulating wealth and having a huge bank account only to not actually enjoy it because when you die, you can't take it with you. And all that wealth and all that 
time you spent accumulating wealth gets wasted because it gets passed on to somebody else. This passage isn't downplaying inheritance. It's not downplaying trying to take care of your kids after you. What it is is it's downplaying the idea that wealth and accumulating wealth is going to benefit you when ultimately you can't take it with you. The third thing he says about wealth is that trusting in wealth for today leads and having your faith in work and in money leads to an eternity in hell while trusting in Christ leads to eternity in life. He says in verse 13, this is the way of those who are foolish and of them who af of those after them who prove of their words as sheep they are appointed for Sheol death shall be their shepherd and the upright shall rule over them. Verse 15 but God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol because God will receive me. We can get into a thought and, and get so focused on today where we all we do is work, work, work and try to make a living when the reality is if, if work and money is the thing we're trusting in and is our God, then in eternity where that trust leads us to hell. He says that the people who trust in riches to save them end up in Sheol, which was the Hebrew word for the under, the afterlife. And he says the only person who is going to be with God is the psalmist because he said that he has trusted in the Lord and so God has redeemed him, as we learn in the New Testament, through the blood of Christ. I fear that there's a lot of people who will spend, and maybe you're watching this video and you're one of those people that will spend your whole life working, not realizing that the work you're doing is of no benefit for you being able to enter eternity. And that you might spend your whole life working for something and then spend the rest of eternity in hell. Instead of, instead of spending your life working for the Lord and serving the Lord, and placing your faith in Christ and allowing him to redeem your soul so you can spend eternity with him in heaven. And so what do we do? What's our reaction? Well, he tells us in verse 16 through 20. First of those is that you shouldn't live in fear. He says, do not be afraid when the rich man becomes rich. It's easy to be afraid when it comes to money. It's easy to be worried about our finances. But the psalmist is reminding us that in the end, we don't need to be a fear financially as our top priority in life. We need to fear God more than we fear our finances. And he says we need to live in a state as Christians of not being afraid of that. Keeping our eyes on eternity and not our eyes on this this world. Secondly, we need to think we don't need to think too highly of ourselves and of our wealth. He says though even though while he, the rich man lives he congratulates himself and though men praise you when you do well for yourself, the rich man shall go to the generation of his fathers and will never see the light. And the man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beast that perishes. You know, if you do have wealth, don't think too much of yourself about it. <laughs> because even though it might be a lot now, and might seem like it means something now, the ultimate thing that matters is your relationship with Christ. And between somebody who has wealth and who doesn't have wealth, the race with Christ is the only deciding factor on eternity. 
So he says, not only do we not be afraid, but we don't need to think too highly of ourselves if we do have wealth. Because our faith in Christ is much more important than how much our finances are. This passage is such an entry. Psalm 49 is such an interesting reminder to us as Americans as we get so focused on wealth and just the place that wealth has in our lives. It's a tool God uses to, for us to allow us to take care of our families. And it's a tool God uses for us to be able to bless other people by giving it away. What it's not is the Savior that will save your soul or bless your life or keep you free from all kinds of worry or stress. Because that's not what money has never ever been intended to do. That's the role for God. And so if you are somebody who needs to place your faith in Jesus Christ, do that today. He died on the cross, like it said, to pay the price for you to have eternity with God in heaven. To trust in that. Accept that free gift he gives to you that he bought for you on the cross. And if you are a Christian and you're somebody that says, hey, I'm going to place my faith in Jesus more than my faith in my finances, hit that like button there. And then if you want, you can even comment below just the way that God has blessed you and shown to you that he's going to provide and take care of you every step of the way.